When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. Hopefully coming back this week a little bit less nasally, actually definitely, that really killed me having to listen back to myself being that nasally, so I really apologise for that. Anyway, Happy New Year, I hope you all had a lovely New Year's Eve. I used to be a big New Year's Eve hater, but it's actually one of my favourite nights of the year now. And that's because I stopped trying to make it like a a thing, you know? I stopped trying to make it this like big night out. I don't go into town anymore. It's such a nightmare when you go into town with queues and how expensive taxis are and how hard it is actually to get taxis in the first place. And I just used to always think it was one of those really overhyped nights. And then was it maybe COVID that forced us to have a quieter New Year's Eve? I can't even remember. Anyway, now I have much more low-key New Year's Eves with my friends usually at someone's house and for the past three or for the previous three years it's always been at my one friend's house but this year we switched it up went to another person's and I think we'll just keep it that way to be honest for well I mean I would love it to be for the rest of my life like I've spent New Year's now with the same people for the last four years well obviously variations of the same people but the same core group and I never want that to change Honestly, like that was my peak of the week is bringing in the new year with just like a big group of people that I love and it not being some hectic, stressful night out, you know? Also, I was really dressed up. Like I was wearing a corset, I had a little mini skirt on, a pair of heels and I did go out for dinner like that and then I thought, what the fuck am I doing? I'm literally going to someone's house and it's freezing cold. So I did put jeans and Uggs on with my corset. (laughs) It looked a bit ridiculous. Someone said to me at the house, are you wearing slippers? And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> God, New Year's Day though. It was a it was a bad, bad day for the nation. Wow. I think we can all agree on that one. Well, I don't know about you, but it was a pretty, <laughs> pretty rough day, I have to say. You know what though? It makes me, see that now that that's all done, it actually makes me so excited for dry January. Like, I don't want to look at another alcoholic drink again. It's not even going to be difficult. It's not going to be one bit difficult to complete dry January. So if you were thinking about it, definitely do it because it's the easiest month to do it. Like you've already got all the drinking out of your system. Nothing happens in January anyway. You may as well just have a nice restful recuperative time and get into your new habits without like drinking being a factor that tears you away from them if that makes sense. Anyway, this last week I haven't really been getting into the whole new year, new me thing. I've kind of just been in rest and recovery mode. I swear every week I come on here I'm in rest and recovery mode. Why has that been literally for the last four weeks? (laughs) I'm not like that bitch that's like the day it hits the first of January. I'm like new year, new me, all these mad new habits. Like I think it's so unrealistic and Also, it's just not the time of year to be going full pelt like that. Like we're still in the midst of winter. I do think it's a really nice time though to reflect on the previous year and to kind of, you know, have a think about your goals for the year and 
just reflect on the previous year and maybe your goals that you had set for that year and whether you achieved them or not and be proud of yourself for what you did achieve and kind of think about you know if you didn't achieve it why didn't you achieve it was it too unrealistic did you not have the kind of structure set in place or the habits in place for you to be able to achieve it and then like how can you implement that in to this year like I think it's a really nice kind of recuperative time to kind of start getting into the mindset but not necessarily going full pelt I also think like after that whole hectic Christmas period like I'm not joking I feel as weak as I've ever felt I feel like I've lost every single ounce of muscle that was in my body so you can't just like go balls to the wall straight away and expect to feel okay you kind of have to gear yourself up for it you know I feel like this last couple days because the first couple days of January I was like full-on you know in the pits and then these last couple days I've been more like gearing myself up trying to develop some habits but not in a way that's like really overwhelming if that makes sense they're like going to the gym but only going for like half an hour and just doing like you know, 10 minutes on the Stairmaster, 10 minutes on the treadmill, five minutes on the row, a bit of an ab workout. So you're you're building the habit by going, you're getting into the routine of going, but you're not going like balls to the walls yet with like a full workout plan. Do you get me? And like, same goes for everything else. It's kind of like gearing yourself up for it. So just don't get too stressed out by everyone being like, new year, new me, all these new goals. And even though I'm going to be talking about goals today, it's not like a, it's not in a way of, you have to change your whole entire self this January, like starting from this very second. Not at all. It's very much like a gradual process and literally nothing comes overnight. But also we have to hold ourselves accountable for our laziness. And I just, when I see when I look back on last year, on one hand, I'm like, wow, I achieved so much. I'm so proud of myself. And then on the other hand, I'm like, I make so many excuses for myself and some days I can be so lazy and so unproductive and so I really get it into my head sometimes that things take whole days when they don't but I'll get it into my head that they do and then I'll spend my day only doing that but I could have actually done so much more and I need to hold myself accountable for that because I'm realistically never gonna reach the potential that I think I could be at if I continue like that Like, I'm the only person getting in the way of that, you know? So yeah, I just think January is a good kind of like reflective, gearing yourself up, holding accountability for yourself, that kind of month. Like putting in the, what do you call it? Putting in the seeds. No, planting the seeds. There we go. (laughs) That's what I was trying to say. But yeah, if you're listening to this and you were thinking about doing dry January, this is your time to do it. Last year, I really got into the whole non-alcoholic things, like trying all the different 0% things, the different wines, beers, even spirits. This year, I'm not going to lie, I don't even think I'll be touching them. Now, maybe the odd time if, for example, like we've got just like a date night booked in January. So maybe when we go out then, like I'll have like one then, one 0% thing then. But honestly... I'm just not even interested in that. I think I'll maybe start looking at those come like February time when I want to like reintroduce alcohol but slowly and also have the option of not drinking because it's a really good time to like reset your relationship with alcohol. 
And what I always find coming out of a dry month is that you're way less eager to want to drink all the time. Like you're a lot more selective with when you want to drink and when you want to feel like that. And as a result, then you want to reach for the zero percents more often. I actually did make a highlight on my Instagram when I was trying all the different zero percents. So if you want like some recommendations, definitely have a look at that because I did find some good ones. I know loads of people hate January, but I'm actually really looking forward to this month. I have a couple of like little projects I want to do. I feel motivated and like I actually have the time now that all the chaos of Christmas is over to like actually be able to do the content and everything that I wanted to do and like get back on top of the bonus episodes and all of that. So yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to it and I'm hoping that I'll be able to like, I guess, prove to myself that what I think, (laughs) like what I think my potential is in my head that I actually can do it. So then if I can prove that to myself, then I can carry that on. And maybe it's not so realistic to think you can be like that all the time. Like you're not always going to be 100%. Do you know what I mean? Like things always come up and shit happens and life goes on. But yeah, I'm just, I think January's a good month. I'm excited for it. My boyfriend's actually doing Veganuary. Is anyone else doing Veganuary? I feel like I haven't seen that much about Veganuary this year. Veganuary really had its moment, maybe like, I'm going to say two or three years ago, but I feel like there hasn't been such a push in the last couple of years. I actually didn't even mention it to him. I was surprised he turned around to me and said he was doing it. And I was like, oh, really? First I've heard. So for all those thinking that I'm bullying my boyfriend into doing veganuary, I had no input in that whatsoever. (laughs) I think he'll actually find it relatively easy, to be honest, because he is a really good cook and he's not like afraid to be experimental with his cooking. And when we first started dating and he was like cooking for me vegan food, he was finding it quite like fun. So I really don't think he'll have a bother whatsoever. He would actually eat vegan quite a lot just by default from when we're cooking together and stuff. The only thing is, though, I do know that he wouldn't eat vegan, like, kind of during the week when he's, like, training and stuff. And I was just like, you're going to have to be, you know, extra careful to get your protein in. But it's not hard. You just have to think about it a little bit more, right? Like, you need to do things like, like, I made a pasta sauce yesterday that I blended tofu into. So then it's, like, really high protein, but it's just a pasta sauce. So it's kind of just little things like that you've got to think of. Oh, my God, guys. Right. So I told you last week that I am going skiing in February. Well, I'm actually going snowboarding, I'll have you know. (laughs) But yeah, I wanted to get, basically the last time I was skiing, I was 15 or 16. I was like doing my GCSEs. I was teeny tiny and I remember like everything was so fitted. I had my nice like fitted black ski jacket and my fitted salopettes and stuff, like proper skinny salopettes that I would have struggled to get into then. So wouldn't have a chance getting into them now. So anyway, I obviously had to buy new gear. And I thought, if I'm going to snowboard, I want to look the part. I want to look like a cool streetwear snowboarder girly. I'm thinking like Nike ACG vibes, maybe like vintage O'Neills. Do you get where I'm going? Like those kind of vintagey or just like really cool girl vibes. But I also didn't want to have to spend a fortune because like who knows when the next time I'll go skiing is. Do you know what I mean? This is the first time in 10 years. It could be another 10 years. And by that stage, I might want something completely different. So I thought I'm going to get secondhand on Depop or Vinted. So I've been looking for ages, scoring the two of them, trying to find what I want. And I found a few things that I wanted, but 
they were all just so expensive and I just couldn't justify it. Like I'm not spending £200 on a Nike ACG snowboarding set when I'm potentially only wearing it for the week and then, you know, yeah, I could sell it after and actually end up making my money back. But I just, it's a waste of money. I'm not doing it, especially after like how much you spend and everything in December. So I've been keeping an eye out, you know, just every day looking up the same things to see if there's anything new gets added. And today I found two matching pieces from two separate sellers of the exact one that I wanted. It's a Nike ACG khaki uh, snowboarding suit with like yellow zebra stripes kind of. And that actually makes it sound really weird. It's actually cool, I promise. And yeah, I found it today all together for 50 quid. Come on. (laughs) So pleased with myself. I love when you pull through on that, you know, when you're looking for something specific and then you find it at the price, you know, you were okay with paying. So yeah, I'm really excited for that. It gotta look the part when I'm snowboarding, obviously. Also, someone recommended getting, apparently you can get these like, you know, like the leggings you'd wear under your salopettes. I can't even remember the name of them. Like long johns kind of thing. Just your thermals, your your trouser thermals, basically, that you wear under your ski trousers. Apparently, you can get ones of them that have padding on the bum for when you're snowboarding. And it means, you know, because you do deck it quite a lot and you smack your tailbone off the ice. It's not a great sensation. So someone recommended getting that. I'm so glad they messaged me and said that because I'd never heard of that before. But I need to look into that. My week has been really uneventful, to be completely honest with you. I need a new series to watch, but I'm also really enjoying being in my reading era, so I also kind of don't want a new series to watch. Like, I think I should maybe use January more for like when I have downtime to read or to start working my way through my movie list, because I have such a long movie list because I never watch movies, so... I think that's the plan for January is to stick to the reading. Oh, sorry. Speaking of reading, I just created my new book club today. I created a book club last year and for some reason I just didn't stick to it. I think I fell under the pressure of like thinking that every time there had to be a meetup and because I'd gotten into the habit of making the meetup a cold water swim, then when I didn't want to do a cold water swim or when the weather was bad then it wouldn't go ahead. So then it kind of fell through. So now I'm not putting the pressure on myself to always have meetups for it. That might just be a like every now and again type of thing. So it'll be probably more like a virtual one. But anyway, I made like an Instagram broadcasting channel for it. So if you go onto my Instagram and you can see the channel, it's called Emma's Book Club. And I'm just going to be doing little book updates on there. So every time there's a new book, I'll put it on there. There'll be some polls, there'll be some question boxes, stuff like that. But yeah, this week's or this month's book, sorry, is Americana. No, I I did actually pick that up in September, October. I started reading that on holiday, but it was when I went to Portugal. And to be honest, in my head, Portugal was going to be this like really relaxing, you know, beach holiday that I was going to get loads of my books read. And it really didn't end up being like that. Like Lisbon was a city brick. And then when we got to Lagos, we were literally hungover every day because we were going out every night. So didn't end up reading at all and as a result ended up putting that book down for a while so now I'm coming back to it but what I did read of it was really good so don't think that because I put it down it was a shit book or anything it was actually incredible and I've been meaning to get back to it ever since it also came so highly recommended by so many people and like loads of people messaged me to say it was one of their favorite books when I posted it on my story so yeah that is this month's book of the month Americana it's actually on sale on Apple Books and Kindle for 99p. So I feel like, you know, everyone can download that. 
whether you've got a Kindle or an iPhone or an iPad. And that's my recommendation of the week is to join my book club. If you were thinking about starting reading again in 2024, this is your sign. Join my book club. There's going to be a good variation of books between fiction and nonfiction and different styles of writers because I do want to, you know, branch out a little more. But I do think this is definitely a good starting point. And there will be the odd like book club meetup, but don't worry if you're not from Northern Ireland because, as I said, it's more of a virtual one. But I am hoping for like, you know, the odd cold water swim, maybe like a cafe meetup, maybe even a drinks meetup, who knows. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like recently my emotions have just been all over the place, like completely haywire. And I know in myself it's because I'm bottling things up, I'm letting things stress me out and I'm spiralling about them, I'm not talking about it, I'm just sitting there overthinking them, letting them stress me out even more and as a result I'm irritable, I'm getting angry at things I shouldn't really be getting angry at, I'm not able to be present and be in the moment because all I'm thinking is how stressed out I am about certain things. I know I'm not alone in this, I know this is something that so many of us face, we feel like We don't want to talk to our friends and family members about things that are stressing us out because they might seem small or insignificant in comparison to other things. Or we might just not even know how to go about initiating that conversation or opening up in that way to certain people and just getting the words out. And that's why therapy can be such an amazing safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down and causing you to feel like this. I have benefited from therapy so much in the past and one of the main things I think therapy brought to my life was just an immediate safe space where I knew it was time for me to talk. It was time for me to open up and talk about my stressors. I didn't have to have this like awkward kind of chat where I was like, hey, I want to talk about this or like not really knowing how to go about that with a friend or a family member. It just is that safe space for you to open up about these things straight away and there's no faffing around. And I think dedicating that time each week and allowing that space for you to open up in that way is literally the most beneficial thing for your mental health because just getting it out there takes away half of the stress straight away. And then not only that, but you talk it through, you rationalize it, you learn, you know, different better ways you can cope with these stressors. Also how to develop healthy boundaries and healthy routines and things that are gonna be preventative for these stressors in the first place. Therapy honestly just empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And I mean, who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and completely suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. My listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash crack. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crack, C-R-A-I-C. And thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, let's get into this week's podcast topic. I'm going to be talking all about goal setting and my tips for goal setting, what that looks like for me, like in my journal and why I think that works. I'm also going to get more specific and talk to you about my goals for the year, maybe to inspire you and, you know, get the 
ideas flowing of like the types of goals that you could set for yourself and also to hold myself accountable so that I have this to look back on. I like to break my goals up into categories so it's not just like one big overwhelming list that you know stretches one or two whole pages and the categories that I like to break them up into now you can obviously change this to suit you you might group what I've got as three separate things into one but what I do is so personal goals health and fitness goals career goals finance goals friends family and relationships or unrelationship (laughs) as if I have multiple romantic relationships sorry relationship so you know you could group friends family and relationship all into one and it could be in more general relationships but I just like to make it easier for my brain and divide that them all up into separate sections in the same way you might group personal and health and fitness goals as one but I separate them out like just do what works for you So I'll start out in my journal. Now, I think this is a really nice thing to do, like handwritten in a journal. I think it's like a nice way to actually visualize it all and kind of get it straight in your head. And then from there, you could put it into your phone or your laptop or wherever you kind of like to do this type of thing. But I do think it is nice to start out with mind maps. I know that might sound like something you used to do in primary school, but hear me out. So you start out with a mind map of each category. So whether that's like one category per page for you or because I break mine up into such little ones, I usually do like two or three mind maps on one page, like just little mini ones with bubbles around them and the arrows coming out. Once you've got all of your little goals and ideas out of your head and onto the page in these mind maps, then take your mind maps right onto a new page and turn them into a list. So for example, we had a personal goals mind map with coming out of it said to read 24 books in 2024. So on the next page then, our heading will be personal goals, number one, read 24 books, and then it'll be arrow. And you have to say how you're gonna do that. Because I think it's all well and good having, you know, all these goals and all these things you want to do. But if you don't know how you're gonna achieve them you can't actually see the steps of you getting there and actually being able to achieve that then you're never gonna be able to achieve them like it's as simple as that if you actually can't even think of how you'd be able to achieve something that in itself is telling you that the goal isn't gonna work for you so for this example it's quite straightforward obviously because it's very um numerical and trackable I guess um (coughs) so in this case it would say read 24 books arrow one book every two weeks therefore set aside 30 minutes every night before going to bed to read your book and in that way you'll be able to read two books a week and therefore 24 books in a year do you know what I mean so that's obviously a very straightforward example of how you break it down some of them aren't so easy and therefore you have to look more at the goal and make it a bit more trackable and make it a bit more measurable. I'll get into that when I'm explaining my goals. I actually learned this from Grace Beverly. I went to a Shreddy event a few months ago. I want to say it was back in September. She did a little talk before we did our workout where she was talking about goals and she said that goals have to be three things. Actionable, trackable and measurable. So actionable just means like how are you going to action that goal? What are you going to be able to do to work towards it? Trackable is how can you then track that throughout the year? 
Like, can you, is there habits you can track on a daily or weekly basis in order to make sure you're then going to achieve the goal? And measurable just means, can you tick it off at the end of the year? So for example, you might think that a good goal is to get better at dealing with your finances, but that's not measurable. Like, how can you tick off at the end of the year that you've got better at it? It needs to be more specific. It needs to be more like, save this amount of money or stop spending money on takeaways and stop buying coffees out do you know what I mean like it needs to be more trackable and then therefore measurable things as opposed to just like get better at this or start doing this more it needs to be more specific with like a lot of the time with numbers I guess so it does obviously take a good bit of time to sit down and do this but I think it's so worth your while as opposed to just like having a list in your phone I think this is a really nice way to do it and I think it's a nice way to spend an evening you know when you've got that kind of kick up your arse and you're feeling in a very motivated mood and I don't know the juices are flowing in your body and you're just ready to kickstart everything I feel like it's really nice to sit down when you're feeling like that and do this little activity with yourself it's very cathartic and you can do it with a friend or with your girlfriend or boyfriend because then you could also have some shared goals like your relationship section could be like a shared thing that you do together. And it's nice to read your goals out to people because I think you're speaking them into existence too and you're letting someone else, like you're letting someone else hold you accountable kind of. Not that they are going to hold you accountable, but I don't know, I just think it makes it more legit speaking it out to someone else. Like me and my boyfriend went through our goals with each other the other night. I think it's nice because you kind of like can see that you're on the same page and stuff. And if there was anything that was a bit like, oh, I didn't know that about you. It's good to find that out as opposed to, you know, not knowing that that's on their plans or what they kind of envision for themselves. It's nice to be able to sit down with each other and like be on the same page about these things. But yeah, with any goal that you write, just make it actionable, make it trackable and make it measurable. And there's loads of habit tracking apps that you can download. I use Notion. I've raved about Notion like there's no tomorrow. There's habit tracking features on it. But you can also just like do it on literally a calendar, you know, like just one of those calendars you hang up that you just kind of cross off the days. You can just use that to like track all your habits as well. I'm going to tell you my goals now for 2024, but this isn't going to be grouped into the categories like I just said, just because I just made a list of them on my laptop to tell you guys. But I'm actually yet to sit down and do the whole mind map and actions and all that. I'm going to do that this weekend. I've decided I think that would be a nice little activity to sit down and do maybe on like Saturday night. Seeing as it's dry, John, what else am I going to do? Okay, so my first goal for 2024 is to learn how to snowboard. I know I'm not going to shut the fuck up about snowboarding, okay? I eventually will, maybe. (laughs) I can't promise you that. (laughs) Basically, every year I like to have a goal of learning to do something new. Last year, my goal was to learn how to drive a moped. The year before that was to learn how to pole dance. And this year it's to snowboard. And I mean, I guess I've kind of already done that, but I haven't really. I mean more like get to a point where I can like fully go down the slopes the way I would, you know, skiing. So yeah, that's my new thing that I want to learn for this year. I'm trying to think if there's another new hobby I want to pick up. I, You know what I would love to do? I would love to go to like a salsa dancing class or some sort of dance that I've never done before because although I love dancing and I I have danced before like I did ballet I did commercial I did I don't even know what the style of dance I do now is I guess it's 
I don't know. Anyway, I'd like to kind of push myself out of my comfort zone and learn a new dance as a beginner. So maybe like salsa dancing or I don't know, line dancing. Sometimes I see line dancing videos on TikTok and I think it looks quite fun, but I don't really know that you would find that in Belfast, to be honest. So yeah, I'm going to add that to my list, actually. Learn a new dance. I also think learning to do a dance with your partner would be so cool because imagine on nights out just being able to like whip that out of nowhere. How sick would that be? Okay, my next goal is to travel. I have wanted to travel again. Now, I did, you know, get to do a little bit of traveling when I went to the Greek islands this summer or last summer, sorry. But for me, that wasn't the same. Like, it was amazing. It was such a good holiday. But when I say I want to travel, I want to travel with a backpack with no plan, like with a flight there and a flight home booked and nothing in between booked, you know, book your accommodation as you go work out your route as you go like proper backpack travel I've wanted to do it ever since I came back from my travels when I was oh my god was I like 20 then I left when I was 19 I think I came when did I come back it would have been a whole it would have been a year and a half so yeah I probably would have been I think I was 21 when I came back from Australia that sounds about right but yeah ever since then I've wanted to backpack again and I am very pleased to say I have booked it now this was always on my plan for 2024 like well basically for whenever I finished uni because I kind of always knew that I wasn't going to be able to travel while I was at uni so it's always been kind of you know on my radar that I wanted to go backpacking and when I was single I wanted to do that solo but now that I'm in a relationship I will be traveling with my boyfriend which is really fun he is actually able to take a sabbatical from work the company he's worked at he's worked at for a certain amount of years and after you've worked that amount of years they give you like a three-month sabbatical where basically you can go off traveling and your job will still be there when you come back and I think you actually do get paid a little bit as well like not your full salary but a fraction of it which is class so why not take the opportunity I'll talk more about that when it comes closer to the time I don't want to I feel like my brain can only focus on one thing at a time and right now I'm thinking about January and I'm thinking about snowboarding and I can't yet think about traveling or I will stress myself out so much but yeah that is on the card I was gonna say on the cards it's not on the cards it's happening my next goal is to get better at balancing things slash planning my working day There is no reason why I should be, for example, sitting down recording this podcast at half nine at night. That is a result of me (laughs) not planning my working day properly in the same way that there is no reason every Sunday I should be scrambling to get the podcast edited in time for Monday morning. Like I need to get a grip on my schedule and finding a better work-life balance. And that's not to say I need to cut back on anything it's not it's literally just time management because if other people can do it I can do it and this is one of those things I'm gonna have to really you know put an action plan in place and all the ways I'm gonna be able to get better at balancing life in general and that doesn't just happen by thinking about it unfortunately (laughs) I'll be definitely like you know getting used to time blocking getting on top of my morning routine, finding like a better structure that works for my week in terms of like what days I do things and like how my day looks. Yeah, I will get there. It'll take me time. I know it because it's not just something that's going to happen overnight. It's going to take practice. 
But I think once I do get better at like knowing how long things take me and therefore being able to time block my day properly, I do think it will come. I believe in myself. Next up is to really look after my skin. I've really gotten into a good way with my skin and I'm very happy about it. I've just found a routine that works for me. Skin and Me has been such a godsend. This isn't an ad. I did do some work with them ages ago, a good six months ago. But honestly, it was like changing over to Skin and Me was the best decision I've ever made. And I'm so glad that I've now just like got what works for me, especially for when I go traveling and things. That's just like, I've got three products in my bag and maybe an SPF. Well, yeah, definitely an SPF. It just makes my life so much easier. So carry on with like looking after my skin and also stopping to pick it. I've got so much better at this. I said, I think I said that in my last episode, it was really down to my mirror in my old home. So thank God that's gone is all I can say. My other one that falls under this category is to stop picking my lips. The skin picking has stopped, but the lip picking is like probably on a whole other level and it's really not a good look not only is it not a good look because of the dry lips it leaves me with but it's not a good look when I'm out in public literally biting my own lips relax like please relax that is not nice following on from that is to take better care of my teeth I can be very bad for okay so let's say I get up and do my normal morning routine and when I come back from working out I have my breakfast so when I get out of the shower, I'm like, oh, but I'm about to have breakfast. So there's no point brushing my teeth now because I'll just ruin, you know, the brushing of the teeth by having breakfast. So I wait until after I've had my breakfast. But then I'm like, oh, but I want a coffee. So then I wait until I've, after I've had a coffee. But then I just forget. And then I end up only brushing my teeth once a day. I can't believe I'm admitting that out loud. But yeah, I just, I need to really bite that in the bullet. And bite that in the bullet? Is that a phrase? Did I make, bite that in in the nip that in the bud (laughs) oh my god I can't believe I just said that (sighs) oh I really need to nip that in the bud or bite that in the bullet apparently um yeah brushing your teeth is hot okay if anything I need to up that to brushing my teeth three times a day like why not brush my teeth after every meal let's make a habit of that Next goal for 2024 is to start batch cooking more often to make sure that I'm always eating nutritious meals or that I've always got nutritious meals like readily available to me even when I'm busy or you know don't have time to cook. So what I want that to look like for me is to cook one soup a week so probably enough to do me for like four portions and to cook one like dinner meal a week as well that would is also enough to do me for four portions I normally to be honest will end up giving one of those portions away to my boyfriend if he's around one night for dinner but I feel like that will also happen the other way around he'll give me something when I'm around at his for dinner so you know either way I'm getting four portions of something I just got into a bit of a bad habit there where I wasn't batch cooking as much and it meant I just wasn't feeding my body with what it needed because everything was just like a last minute throw together in the pan and don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with those nights where you do just kind of have a really thrown together last minute you know under five men's dinner I'm all for those kinds of dinners but to be having them every night and you know not always getting the variation of like 
vegetables and just nutritious things in one meal, I think I really feel it in my body. So I think this way, batch cooking one soup and one dinner is a really, really easy way to fix that. Like that is not a hard goal whatsoever. And also means I'm not getting, like I don't want to be one of those people that meal preps for the whole entire week and then there's like no space to have any takeaways or meet anyone for coffee and lunch or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? I feel like four is a good amount. And maybe in the summer it'll be like a big salad I can help myself to as opposed to a soup. But I'm really in my soup era at the moment and I'm loving experimenting with different combinations of vegetables and pulses and everything. My next goal is to make my house a home. Now this is not very measurable. (laughs) I feel like there's literally never a final end goal like there's always going to be little things you want to do and I'm in no rush in 2024 to get absolutely everything I want to do with my house done not only would I not be able to afford that but I'm just in no rush like these things take can take up to you know five to ten years before you have them the way you want them so I don't mean it like that but I just mean you know keep working at it keep doing little things here and there and make it more homely because I feel like it is cozy at the minute. It's definitely getting there, but it's not the most homely. Like there's lots of rooms that are very much just like things are chucked in them and I need to make them more homely, you know, and start thinking about every room as opposed to just like the ones I started to think about in order to get me moved in. But that's a very normal thing to do. And this will just come with time. And as I said, in absolutely no rush, I'm completely okay with knowing that these things don't happen overnight. But to just like consciously each month maybe have like a new project or a different thing I'm kind of focusing on within the house and that can be little tiny things but yeah. Following on from that is to get my garden sorted for summer. I'm not looking to get landscapers in or anything bougie like that but (laughs) uh, my garden does just need completely sorted and it's not a job that can be done in winter but it would be so nice to have a lovely outdoor space for summer and summer that when friends and family come around it's like a really nice space and I want my little reading nook in the garden I want some beds I want a table to have barbecues and all that like there's no point in putting new grass down for example in your garden in the winter time it's just not gonna grow I will probably be under a bit of time pressure to be honest to get this done because the timing of going traveling and then but when I get back and like trying to get this all done for summer I think that is what I'll definitely focus on when I come home from traveling I want to prioritize going outside more I'm really good at this in summer but I'm so so terrible at it in the winter especially when it's raining in the winter like a cold nice crisp like blue skies day in the winter I'll happily go outside I'm really bad when it's gray and rainy and I saw somewhere that there's no such thing as bad weather for going outside there's just such thing as bad clothes and that really made me think fuck I need to get my shit together get my waterproofs on and get out there because it's not good for you to just sit in the house cooped up and not leave at all like you need to get fresh air and even if it's literally for 10 minutes that's 10 minutes better than nothing I'm definitely getting into a better habit of this with walking to to and from the gym because I would have driven before but now where I live I'm able to walk which is really nice and it's a good like 15 minute walk there and back so automatically I'm getting like 30 minutes outside but I think just 
trying to break the habit of driving everywhere it's so easy to do when you have a car and like for example when I'm in other cities like when I'm in London I literally walk everywhere even if it takes you an hour so why don't I do that at home do you know what I mean there's no reason why I can't be walking to meet my friend or walking to go to a cafe or walking to go to the gym like I just need to get more in the habit of that Next one, I've already mentioned this at the start when I was giving examples, but is to read 24 books this year. So that's one book every other week. Last year it was 20 books. The year before that it was, I want to say it was 16. So I've been upping it by four every year. Hopefully I can continue to do that. As I said in last week's podcast, I would love to eventually be at a point where I can read a book a week because I just think how sick would that be to be able to tick off 52 books on your to read list like you'd really be getting somewhere with that not that 24 books isn't getting somewhere but I don't know you'd just really be making a dent in like the books that you want to read it wouldn't seem so long and overwhelming and unachievable my next goal was to start a book club which I literally started today and I'm so excited about it I've already got like 2,000 members or something which is so fun I can't wait for us to all read together But yeah, what that's going to look like down the line, I'm not 100% sure yet. We will see. But for now, it's just the little Instagram broadcast channel thing. Okay, so then I want to complete dry January and another dry month and refresh my relationship with alcohol. What that other dry month is, I'm not 100% sure yet. Haven't quite decided that. I want to prioritize fitness this year, like really be in my fitness girl era and kind of have a more varying approach to exercise so not be so like you know thinking in a box of what kind of exercise I have to do and my my week or my month look very varying very exciting in terms of exercise as I said in last week's 2024 ins I said to take a more primary school approach to exercise like the way we kind of the approach we took to exercise in primary school, the way you'd have like different activities every day, kind of take that approach to it. So, you know, not just boxing yourself off as a gym girly that only goes to the gym three or four times a week, but, you know, looking at my week and thinking, when can I get a swim in? When can I get a hike in? When am I going to go to my dance class, yoga, Pilates, go to the gym, go for walks? Like, I just think seeing it all as like these nice little hobbies as opposed to like forcing yourself to exercise and just really embodying my fitness girl era because I definitely have times of this and I have times where I'm like full swing in my fitness girl era but I really want that to become just like my life as opposed to me forcing myself to do that for the sake of a month or two like I want it to get to a point where it just comes so naturally to me and that that just is my life if that makes sense And that's just a case of like making that a habit until you don't even think twice about it and that just is your life and that is what your week looks like. Like for example, I wouldn't consider myself to be a runner, you know, I'm not going to train for a marathon, I'm not going to be running a 10k anytime soon, but where can I get a 5k in this week or can I run to the gym tomorrow instead of walking there? Do you know what I mean? Just having like this kind of all-encompassing approach to exercise and it being very much a lifestyle as opposed to like you have to do an hour of exercise every day and even like incorporating it more into like things you do with your friends making it like a fun activity but yeah I definitely did start going this way in 2023 so I don't think this is an unachievable goal for me I think this I think like this time next year I could be looking back on this year being really happy with prioritizing my fitness I think 
I can definitely see that for myself. Next, I want to manage my finances better and just kind of, well, spend less impulsively and just have a better grasp on my finances. Uh, I don't even know where to start with this, to be honest. I'm really going to have to get my thinking cap on for how I'm going to action this. Is the best way to maybe put everything into savings and pay yourself from that? I really don't know. I don't know. If you've got any finance tips, please let me know. But yeah, just spending less impulsively is obviously a key one in this. When I looked at like my finances for December, I was horrified. Now I get that December is a big spending month with Christmas, not only with presents, but also with like going out and everything. And then, you know, I had the house thrown on top of that. So there was a lot of expenses for that. So it was to be expected, but at the same time, it made me actually sick to my stomach. And also included in this, I really want to start investing. And I guess that's maybe a separate goal on its own, but it's kind of included within finances, isn't it? And this is the thing is that I feel like as women, well, maybe not just as women, I, I don't know. I think it depends on what you've been taught growing up but in my head I used to always think it was like only the really wealthy that could invest and I listened to a podcast a couple months ago it was actually Grace Beverly's Working Hard Hardly Working podcast she was interviewing the girl that wrote I think it was the girl that wrote Girls Just Wanna Have Funds and she was basically talking all about investing and learning to invest from a young age, like as soon as you have a disposable income, basically, she said, if you have enough money to be saving, so say you're putting away a hundred pound a month, you should also be having enough money to invest. She was talking all about it. And I was listening to it like, wow, why have I literally never thought of any of this? Like you do not need millions of pounds sitting in a bank to invest money. You can start small and just start somewhere. And then before you know it, you'll be 10 years down the line having been smart and invested your money this topic came up the other day so we were sitting around the table at a bar and we were talking about winning the lottery someone I think that they knew had won the lottery or something and they were talking about how much money they'd won right so one person turned let's I can't even remember how much it was but let's say it was four million that the person won okay so someone turned around and was like oh but realistically four million like as nice as that would be by the time you let's say buy a house buy a car went on a few nice holidays you know if you had kids paid for them to do this that and the other then it's gone and you're actually just gonna have to work for the rest of your life like winning four million doesn't in the lottery doesn't mean that you no, I don't have to work. And someone else turned around and was like, no, there's no way. Like if I won 4 million, I would be so smart with that and I'd invest it all and I wouldn't work a day for the rest of my life. And I feel like it's a mindset difference and it's like what you've been taught. And I've never been taught how to invest or like how any of that works. Like it seems like such a far-fetched thing to me. And when I listened to that podcast, it really gave me a bit of a kick up the arse. And I was like, oh my God, like, she's right this woman is right like if you have the money to be putting away let's say 100 pounds a month into your savings and you don't necessarily need to access that straight away what's to say you can't be putting 50 pounds into your savings and 50 pounds into investments and that conversation I was talking about with the two differing opinions is like a perfect example of someone who's like educated on investing and someone who 
has no idea about it and like it seems very you know what big business people do with like heaps and heaps of money that they actually don't know where to put it so instead they invest it it kind of seems like something like that to me whereas it's not it's actually something that is more accessible than we think and realistically we should be taught about these things but we're never going to get taught about these things because um that's just not how the world works is it capitalism doesn't want to teach us that we've got to teach ourselves so I am planning on trying to start somewhere with investing I don't know what that looks like I'm gonna need to educate myself on it I've got two books I want to read one is called girls just want to have funds and the other is called girls that invest I'm gonna read them I'm gonna listen to a few podcasts and I'm just gonna start somewhere I'm gonna start small I'm gonna start somewhere because I don't want to look back again on another year being like fuck why didn't I let's say you invest 100 pounds a month that's 1200 pounds for the year that could be invested and think of how much that would accumulate over time Oh, my next goal. This has to happen in 2024 for me. It's actually shameful that it hasn't already. I really want this year to go to my first proper music festival, like a maybe a camping music festival. But basically, I've only ever been to like one day music festivals. You know, just for example, I've not been to Park Life, but I'll just I feel like everyone knows what Park Life is like just a day festival that you go to for one day. There's no camping that's it. <laughs> um, I've only ever, I've not been to Park Life, but I've only ever been to things like that. And I just really want to experience either a camping or glamping or even like one of those ones, you know, like Barcelona has sonar where it's not camping, but you would, like it's a few days of a festival and you would stay in the city and go to the festival. Something like that, where it's like multiple days. I really want to do that. I mean, I would love to do like a glamping one. I think that would be really fun. As much as I would love to go to a UK festival like Glastonbury or Lost Village or any of those kinds of ones, I, God, I just can't imagine enjoying myself if it did rain. And we all know how unpredictable the UK summer is. And I know that loads of people love it regardless, but I'm just not that bitch. I wish I could be. I wish I could put that aside and just enjoy myself, but I know it would really ruin my time. So I'm thinking more a more realistic goal would be to go to one in Europe where I can rely on it being warm. <laughs> oh, another goal of mine is to do some sort of like staycation, log cabin, glamping kind of trip. So you know those really cute like off-grid log cabins with the hot tubs literally in the middle of the woods. I've never been to one of them. I feel like they really popped off over lockdown when everyone was doing staycations. I would love to go to one, just have a really wholesome weekend, go off-grid, spend literally six hours a day in a hot tub. That is my idea of heaven. Maybe cook a little barbecue, plan something romantic. Yeah, that needs to happen. Although these things can be very expensive. I remember looking into these once and I was really shook by how much it was for literally like a wee, I don't know, a wee log coming in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, I could stay in a five-star hotel for that, but I don't want to stay in a five-star hotel. I want to stay in a wee log cabin. I think it's like part of the whole experience. So yeah, that's on my goals. Oh, this is like a little bit of a relationship one. Me and my boyfriend have decided that this year we're going to, I saw this on TikTok actually, another couple doing this. We're going to do that thing where you plan a a going out monthly date night and a sitting in monthly date night. 
and you basically take it in turns and who plans which one so for January I'm planning the sitting in one and he's planning the going out one and then that'll switch the next month it's so easy when you're in a relationship to kind of just spend the time that you're like not going out together you know just like the evenings in uh, watching Netflix maybe cooking getting takeaway like we are quite good and we're quite active and we do make plans quite often that don't involve just like doing nothing but I think it's really nice to make a conscious effort of like every month okay let's set this date aside and like you're planning this and I'm in charge of this and then it means you can get a bit more creative with date nights and things and also because your weekends can so easily get taken up by like you know nights out and going to see friends or family and different things and then before you know it it's been two months and you haven't had any like one-on-one time in a restaurant together just you two not that it needs to be in a restaurant but you know what I mean it's like your priorities have been everywhere else and the only time you've spent together is like more passive time I think I will make it a little series though on TikTok to share our different date night ideas so keep an eye out for that another goal actually that we set together is to do a monthly hike or like big walk. I wrote or big walk because I thought it doesn't always have to be like a mountain hike. We don't have to be driving, you know, hours and hours away just to find different mountains every time. It can just be a drive to somewhere else for a big walk. But basically like not just a walk from your house for half an hour, a walk, like driving to a nice kind of national park kind of thing or mountain or beach or just a nice scenery somewhere and doing like a big walk that requires you to maybe bring like a picnic or snacks or coffee and stuff like that make a proper day of it like it'd be really cool if by this time next year I'd you know walked a few mountains in the moorings done a few coastal walks around Ireland maybe gone down to like Wicklow and done a Wicklow mountains trip or something I think that'd be really cool so just like making an effort every month to say okay this Saturday is our walking or our hiking day I guess when we're traveling we'll be doing that but maybe up volcanoes or in the Sapa mountains in Vietnam and my last goal for 2024 is to set aside more quiet time to myself I spend so much time on my own like I don't need to increase how much time I spend on my own because you know living on your own and working on your own is more than enough however I can often find that I don't spend I don't give myself enough quiet time with my own thoughts like I'm constantly either editing things consuming other content and media you know watching Netflix watching TikTok Instagram YouTube whatever it is listening to podcasts I'm a big podcast listener listen to podcasts everywhere I go no matter what I do in the shower cleaning the house like walking to the gym in the gym no matter what I do I'm listening to a podcast and as a result I don't give myself enough time to just like be silent and be with my thoughts and let my imagination run wild and like really kind of think through my thoughts that sounds so stupid but like you do need to give your brain space to work through your own thoughts or you'll just feel like so busy and overwhelmed all the time and those quiet times are when I kind of are able to get creative ideas I think about ideas for the podcast I think about content ideas I find them really like beneficial and therapeutic and I think 
giving myself more intentional quiet time. So whether that be I decide that on my walk to the gym today, I'm not gonna listen to something or whether it be I'm gonna have an hour long bath and not listen to anything. Just having more intentional quiet times like that and giving that time to myself so I don't feel so stressed out and overwhelmed by minor things. And that wraps up my list of goals for 2024. Hopefully it has sparked something in you, gave you some ideas, some inspiration. Please remember you do not have to go all out. We are in the middle of hibernation season. It's a good time to reflect, to recuperate, to think about how you're going to start building the foundations and then, you know, beginning to put them into action and gradually getting there into the spring. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. I know social media is making things seem like everyone's going all out straight away it does not have to be that way it's not sustainable to think you're gonna just like all of a sudden kickstart all these habits and not drop off for the whole year I think it's better if we you know get there gradually and think about how we're gonna get there more realistically and that starts with getting to grips with your goals and thinking about how you're gonna make them happen how you're gonna action them and be able to track them throughout the year anyway I hope you guys all have a gorgeous week If you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to give me a little five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it on your Instagram stories. Thank you all so much for your continued love and support. I love you guys so much and I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye!